I'm Andrea Salenzi, and this is YOY. I didn't forget you. Tonight's show, what happens when you and a friend realize you've gone on Tinder dates with the same people, but had very different impressions? Uh, there's booze flowing, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to invite this girl from Tinder. I don't really remember anything super memorable about it other than he was just trying to hold my hand a lot. Maybe I can cancel this and just go home and read a book or something. Uh, we got in his car. It was full of cans. <laughs> it was full of cans, like soda cans and cigarettes. They like fell out of the door when I opened the door. I just shoveled them from the passenger side into the into the back seat, like the the cloud shoveler on the Care Bears, but it was like cans and cigarettes, you know. Before we get started, I need to let you know the WFMU fundraising marathon is here again. Every show at the station's given a golden meet, and together we raise over $1.2 million for WFMU. We do it once a year, we do it in two weeks, and it's kind of amazing that so much support comes out for this tiny community radio station. Uh, it's a rare place in a lot of ways. It's a place where DJs can do as they please, they can be themselves. And uh, the way it stays afloat is that listeners do their part. They give what they can every year, and uh, we thank you so much for that. Uh, YOY has our own goal, and I'll be pitching you one last time this Wednesday, March 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. There will be special guests. You can listen along live at WFMU.org, and thank you so much. I got an email a few months ago from two girls in Chicago with a story I found interesting. My friend Sergey will read. Dear Andrea, we, my friend Jen and I, have a story about type, in scare quotes of course, that you might be interested in including for YOY. Jen and I haven't actually known one another that long. We met when I started my new job because she's my office mate. We have the same hair, similar fashion sense, and overall look. But we have similar interests and senses of humor and ways of supporting one another. It turns out, We also have a similar dating history that we've discovered over the last few months of almost constant contact, hanging out, and tindering at work. We've uncovered three guys that we've both been on dates with around the same time. When we talk about it, the guys are actually sort of the control subject. Since the girls worked together in an office in Chicago, I sent YOY superfan Maya to go meet them, interview them. Let's get into the differences between (laughs) Tinder and OkCupid. She's really into the show and listens like all the time. I haven't been listening as much recently. Okay, she's kind of a fan, but she did a really great interview, and she was the perfect person for this conversation. She's been making up her mind about living in Chicago, while these girls have mastered a trick to their social lives. This makes me feel so much better about living here. I'm from Oakland, so I always have, like, really mixed feelings about living in Chicago and, like, wanting to flee back to the West Coast. Yeah. What Jen and Abby have done is they've used OkCupid and Tinder to go on a lot of dates and over time acquired a weird harem of dudes. A majority of my friends are guys who I've gone on some dates with. Which, as an editorial note, sounds really ill-advised. Let me describe them both. Abby is 31. There's one guy who messaged my friend and he just said, what's up, hot dog? (laughs) Her friends describe her as the love child of Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice, the mom from Bobby's World, and Maria Bamford. She's a Midwestern mom riot girl and the first to make a smart-ass comment in a dark room full of women. And her friend is Jen, who's 27 and wears glasses. I had one. I had one that... (laughs) from this guy who said, guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. I'm just like, that's not even true. Jen says she sounds more sniffly than Abby because when she was 15, she got headbutted in the face at a Mighty Mighty Boss Tones concert. She's pretty sure it's made her permanently sniffly. Girl voices are apparently tricky on the radio because we haven't been socialized to listen to women. So I'll use these audio cues to help you tell them apart. Here's Abby. What's up, hot dog? And Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. Abby. What's up, hot dog? Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. And back in Brooklyn, I'm sitting at a table with Sergey. I could go on about Tinder forever, and I possibly might. And Mike, who doesn't want to be doing this. There's like some sort of old, really long German word for what I'm feeling. <laughs> we'll get to them in a bit. First, Abby and Jen. They work together. 
Like also, you laugh at the way I eat crackers. <laughs> because you because you turn around and you stare at me while you eat them. <laughs> After a few months of friendship, they eventually found out they dated the same guys three times. Sergey and Mike did this too, and discovered through text that they'd Tinder dated the same girls twice. Why is this interesting? The math isn't that shocking. These are just late 20s, early 30s professionals living in cities with similar interests. What I find interesting is comparing these different impressions of total strangers at the end of the date. When all you have is a first impression, how accurate is it really? I've so many times walked away from a date and wondered, what if I'd worn a different outfit? I didn't say that stupid thing. If we'd just like gone to a different bar or gone out on a different day of the week, would this suddenly be a relationship? And these overlapping dates give us a control. A friend who wore a shorter skirt or went to the museum instead of an outdoor film. And now we know which elements of the date are consistent observations and which might just reflect our insecurities and biases. Also, as we work through the stories, I just love comparing how the guys remember their dates versus the girls. Okay, less of me now. Let's start with Abby. What's up, hot dog? And the guy we're calling Guy B. I met B. I actually met him through my friend who is a fought, a friend of Tom from The Best Show. And this person, B, also really likes The Best Show. So he was at this Best Show New Year's party. <laughs> um, and, like, I had been online dating, and I'm sure he was, like, on my matches or something, but we'd never talked but um, I sort of recognized him, and I think we started talking on OkCupid shortly after that party. And we went on a date. We went to a record store and looked at records, and we went to McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> and made, made a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> and then we went to this party in Humboldt Park, uh, a queer librarian's party. And there was like a music show and lots of like leather dudes. And so it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. So that it just seemed like that him. was our first date. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun. It was like overly sexy. <laughs> but we just sort of danced and ignored the nudity, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or we're fine with it. <laughs> Did you go on more dates with him? I didn't go on a date with him after that. Um, I made it clear that, like, I wasn't really romantically interested. But we have hung out, like, had some beers. And one time we wrote, like, oh, I don't know if I want this to be in the podcast, but we wrote, <laughs> we got together and we wrote McDonald's-themed fan fiction erotica. <laughs> and it was all about the hamburger and Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Birdie got thrown in there somehow, and like some Fry Girls. But, uh, fry we spent girl. like an entire evening writing like these erotic fan fiction stories about McDonald's characters. Um, I love is, that. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's like the kind of guy he is, and the kind of stuff that, and like he still texts me like really weird profiles he comes across on Tinder. So I really, yeah, I enjoy him quite a bit. Now, Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. And Guy B. He was one of my first uh, OkCupid dates, and we had been texting a lot before the date. Um, and I think that was the first time that I was like just talking a lot with someone before a date, the texting, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and he was kind of being really flirtatious, and I was like, I don't know you yet, <laughs> you know, but I was just sort of playing along. And Did so you like anything about him in particular from um, his profile? Yeah, I mean, like like Abby said, he's he you know he's into cool things and he's an interesting and funny person. I just I didn't feel any sort of romantic connection with him. So we went to I think we met at the Macy's food court uh, from Terra Fresco, <laughs> which is actually really good. It's Rick yeah, I almost Bay went there today. Yeah, it's Rick Bayless's um, one of Rick Bayless's places. But we were both kind of being awkward. I just, I didn't really feel comfortable, I guess. I don't know, we were both just awkward and weird, and he was, um, yeah. It was apparently his first OK Cupid date, which I didn't know until recently. And we actually saw, we, we saw Rick Bayless tasting the soup at Frontera Fresco, which was Did he have neat. a spoon? <laughs> you yeah. remember in Coming to America? 
And he's like, taste the soup. Where's the spoon? Aha. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he did have a spoon. Aha. <laughs> um, you guys just laugh the same. Aha. We've been laughing all day. Yeah, every day, all day. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that was cool. And then um, we went to the shed aquarium, and he was the whole. We saw the dolphins show, and like the whole time, he was like trying to put his arm around me and like hold my hand, and I wasn't really feeling it. And so I was just sort of like, I was trying to be nice, but I was just like, man, you know, if this is first date stuff. If if I'm not giving you signals, maybe tone it down a little bit. But yeah, so it was kind of just an awkward time at the shed. Um, I don't really remember anything super memorable about it other than he was just trying to hold my hand a lot. And then... Do you when, not want to hold hands on the first date? It's, if I like the dude, then sure. But I don't... I wasn't I wasn't into it, and I was just like, I don't... I feel like I never want to. I think, I like... I, do, I have, like, a definite, like, first date. Like, I just want to, want to like know you yeah. you know I always feel surprised by people who like just grab your hand I'm like what what are you doing well, are you gonna drag me into an alley now <laughs> my first date with 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 the chef and you know a couple months ago he did that and I was just like all about it <laughs> yeah some people have moves yeah he had you some know moves. you gotta have moves um, I guess I was not feeling moves from B though and then I felt so bad because he he had paid for admission to the aquarium which is kind of expensive he paid for both of us and, and I was trying to give him money and he was like no you'll get it next time and I was like oh, okay <laughs> that's not a move I, I know but I just that, I know but it was just I don't like that move it was weird um you're like there won't be a next time I mean I didn't or say just that. like or just like anything to do with the money like I think on a first date like splitting is a good idea I don't know like you can buy I mean I don't ever expect to be paid for if you buy me a drink that's it's nice but I'm never expecting it and I was certainly not expecting him to pay for the aquarium admission which is a lot of money and I don't know um and then um we took the bus and I had to hop on the red line and I just, and the windows were foggy, so I was trying to figure out where I was getting off the bus, and I left really abruptly, and I didn't even, I didn't even, like, give him a hug or anything. I was like, okay, bye, I gotta get off the bus now. <laughs> and so, um, I just, I felt weird about my exit, and I don't know, and then, I don't remember if he contacted me afterwards, but if he did, I wasn't very responsive. So, yeah. Oh, and B is available, Chicago Girls. He's available. <laughs> yeah, B is very available. He's available. He's a good dresser. He is funny, and he's a good-looking guy. Email me using the contact form on my website if you want me to send that info. Now back to Brooklyn. Sergey and Mike explain the story of the time they dated the same girl. What was your first impression of her when you got there? Uh, she, she seemed nice, just, just kind of a regular white lady yeah she was cute uh as i recall and this might be completely incorrect um and like her profile didn't have like a lot of body pictures and I, and, I, and, of, and of course the inevitable question is is she gonna be fat which there's nothing wrong with being kind of dumb and superficial uh that that does uh occur to me and and so she was not which was great so like i guess every, I yeah every time a girl walks into a room for an online date they know that a guy is saying, woo, she's not fat, or oh, she is fat. Like they, We know that that's your first thought, and now you guys are just confirming that. Don't you think that's true for women, too? I mean, to a certain degree? I... Like, maybe not like literally as tied to like weight as it might be for, for men, but some sort of first impression, like, oh, thank God he's not X, Y, or Z. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. Like, yeah, he smells okay. He's wearing clothes. Yours are probably just more well-considered and less sort of superficially <laughs> bad. <laughs> right, and and I'm not really, like, that picky when it comes to, to body type or anything. I, I wonder if it's if, if it's just a, uh, more of a question of, like, like, is this person, like, who they make themselves out to be? Or, like, you know, do, do they have some sort of hang-up? So where'd you go? So I think we went to a... Bush and Shank, which is the odd combination of a pizzeria and German beer hall. I guess that's kind of like an Axis Powers themed restaurant. Uh, yeah, it was 
nice. I, I, I'd happened to be at a bar before that, so I think I, I showed up like already slightly buzzed at least. But I think I acquitted myself well. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't been on a date in like date date in like a couple of years. I just forgot how many idiotic questions you have to answer on a date like that, um, such as you know, do you have any siblings? Like, yes, yeah. I have a sibling. <laughs> what would you prefer to have happened? I guess would prefer to have not just gone on the date. I think I was just going, even though I didn't really want to. I had no specific reason. I wasn't going on it like I know that I'm going to hook up with her tonight, and that's I wasn't really expecting that. And so as I was walking there, I was like, maybe I could, like maybe I can cancel this and just go home and just read a book or something. And I got there and it's fine. It's like she was very nice. Um, I feel like I remember her having some sort of not weird. I guess it's people have whatever use they want, but some like. I think she worked at a school or something and really was not a fan of like the unionized workers at her school. Um, and I just didn't know what to say to that. <laughs> so I just didn't say anything. And I was like, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> God, our unions really get in the way of, you know, things. I actually remember very little of this day ex- except for one thing, which is that somehow the, the, the question of, of, I think our respective ethnic and religious backgrounds came up and, she was, I believe, half Italian, half Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, like, Catholic and Jewish. Uh, the The term that I'd heard for that before is cashew, because, you know, the obvious portmanteau, but, but she taught me a new what? one. What? Yeah, like, it's a portmanteau of Catholic and Jewish, I guess. No, uh, in my workplace, we call it a pizza bagel. Yes, that that is the term that she, that she in fact, taught me, which I did not know before. So that's all I remember of the actual date part of it. I mean, but you went home. Did you go home with her? Yeah. 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 I didn't. I remember like walking to like her block and then sort of being like, hey, so what are you doing? She was like, so um, what's up? And I was like, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> and then I went home. But cause she did was you there. kiss her? I didn't, no. So you went home with her? Yeah. And that, that was fine. Just like made out, went to sleep and had a slightly awkward subway ride in the morning. We actually worked in the same neighborhood, so... Oh, it was a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you see her again after that? No. No. I, th- I think there were like a couple of half-hearted text messages and that was it. Unless she was speaking literally, because I did run into her on the train once. <laughs> and, that, and that was awkward. I, th- I think not the first nor last time that's happened, but... Um, and the awkwardness of that encounter was, what's the word, uh, diffused by the fact that like 30 seconds into the exchange of pleasantries, somebody fainted like five feet away. And, and that, that kind of ended that, that conversation. So, um, so that worked out pretty well. At what point did you piece together that it had been the same girl? And what do you think it means that it was the same girl? I think, I think that we had, the, later that weekend after I went on a date with her, I think it was like, hey, I finally went on a date with somebody from Tinder. And then you said, well, what was she like? I was like, oh, she's fine. I think she does x job at x place and you were like whoa whoa where did you where did you see her and i was like uh in carol gardens you were like wait was she i don't know was she did you have brown hair was she kind of short and slightly chubby yeah, or something <laughs> yeah uh and i was like and then i think i sent you a photo of her and then we both yeah. we probably sent a lot of emojis all right let's get back to abby and jen first up jen guys don't make passes at girls with glasses and her date with guy c who we will soon learn was in a full-on relationship with her friend, Abby. So yeah, so I noticed that Abby was friends with C. We were at work when we discovered this, and I was like, oh yeah, weird, I went on a couple dates with C. And Abby was like, oh, I dated him for five months. I turned around in my office chair. (laughs) I was like, that is my (laughs) (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I didn't actually meet C on online dating. I met him at a bar, which is weird and crazy because that never happens anymore. He was there with his friend, and I was there with my friend, and they had some weird thing. And so I ended up just talking to C for a while. I don't know, but it was just like some someone to talk to while I was at the bar, I guess. Um, and then we leave the bar, and he asked for my number, and I was like, sure, he's he seems nice. I'll give him my number. And then he kind of just he kind of like stuck around too long because I was like parting ways with my friends, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get on my bike now and go home, and I have to say bye to my friends. <laughs> and he's just kind of standing there. Um, what was this? Um, 
when was this? 2013? In the summertime? In the summer of 2013. That was like right after August. you and I broke up. It was August 2013. Hmm. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. You went out with him like right after he and I broke up. Yeah. We broke up in like June or... Yeah, it had to have been June. I met him in August. And I was also... So we, we texted a lot. He's also, like, a very over-eager texter. <laughs> <laughs> he uses a lot of exclamation points. He's always really excited. And he was nice. I he has on, good energy like that. Yeah. We went on, like, three dates. They were, like, pretty nice dates. Excuse me. But um, I just wasn't feeling any sort of romantic connection there either. Um, Did you make out with him? Maybe, like, once, but I didn't want to. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really making out. It was just sort of like a kiss goodbye. <laughs> um, and we didn't go out a lot. We went on a handful of dates over the span of maybe a month or two. I was also really busy during that time, but he was just very persistent and texting me all the time. I ride bikes too, so we like we had a nice bike ride to the beach one time, and um, I forget what else we did. We went to Fat Rice for dinner, and it's kind of an expensive place. It's not cheap. And I was going to New York to visit some friends that weekend, and so he wanted to go there, and I'd never been. And I was like, that sounds fine. And I wasn't sure who was paying for dinner, and this was maybe this was maybe like a second or a third date. I don't remember, really. But he was, like, ordering appetizers and, like, a $30 carafe of wine, and I'm fine with, like, a $5 beer. You know, I don't really need, like... Like expensive things, <laughs> and he was just like ordering all this food, and we get the bill, it's like $150 or something, and then he's like, You want to split it? And of course, I'm not expecting him to drop $150 on a girl that he just met to go on a date, but I was kind of mad because I was just sort of like, Well, I wish I would have known we were splitting it because then I would have not let you order a $30 craft of wine and all this other stuff, so. And also, I was like about to go out of town, and I wasn't expecting to spend that much money on dinner before I went out of town. I was just sort of a little cranky about it. And I also like wasn't, I wasn't really like feeling a connection. So I was just like, oh, I just had to spend all this money on dinner with a guy that I like wasn't really romantically interested in. And then when I was in New York, he was riding his bike to Milwaukee, which is pretty cool. That's like a long way to ride a bike. <laughs> he was texting me nonstop the whole time, but he was by himself. I mean, I can understand why, because I guess, because he liked me at the time and you know, like, you're just in conversation with the person that you like at the time. But I was visiting my friends and I was kind of running around New York and I was like, I don't have, I don't want to respond to all these, like, and he would just send like text message after text message over and over again with all these exclamation points. And I'm just like, cool. You know, I just wouldn't, I was busy. So did he send you like pictures of cute animals and just like observations <laughs> and like every um, thought going through his head? Yeah. He's in, I'm not <laughs> animals so much, but just like pictures of his trip and mm-hmm. every thought going through his head. And I was like, I'm hanging out with my friends that I haven't seen in a long time. I'll talk to you later. You know, um, he would do that to me at work <laughs> about like how mad he was at his coworkers. <laughs> And I think I remember saying to him that maybe he just needed to write it all down and, like, <laughs> say it to me at, like, one time during the day because he would do it all day. Yeah. And it, it started to get to be a lot. Yeah. You also nodded your head when you were talking about the bill being crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he really does like to eat mm. well, and he has friends in the food industry, and so... We would eat at nice restaurants, and the thing is, is I was in grad school at the time, and so we didn't have a ton of money, and he he has, like, a good job and steady income, and we went to Fat Rice, and, <laughs> uh, like, I went to Fat Rice for the first, like, it was his first time there. I his remember. first time? Yeah. Really? I, we went to Fat Rice when it first <laughs> started, and he loves that place. <laughs> Now, Abby. What's up, hot dog? And her guy C story. He and I met on OkCupid because I was like on the rebound from like a year long thing that didn't turn out very well. Like, I just wanted somebody to be like really into me and to be really immediate. And that was C. Like, we went on one date, we went to um, Rootstock. We had a really nice time. Like, we talked about a lot. And <laughs> I remember. 
he rode his bike through the snow because <laughs> we went out in like January or something. He rode his bike through the snow, which I thought was like kind of silly, <laughs> but I guess there are a lot of people in Chicago who do that. But so we just sort of like immediately ended up dating, which was like what he wanted exactly. Like he hasn't changed his game plan, obviously. <laughs> so he like text, texted me a lot, was just sort of like, omnipresent, you know, in whatever way he could be, except Facebook, because I wasn't on Facebook. I don't think I've ever felt so liked in my life. Like, this guy <laughs> really likes me. And again, like, he had all of the accoutrement of, like, somebody to date. Like, he loves cooking. He knows a lot of really great restaurants. He has, like, really good taste in music. He is a snappy dresser. He is just sort of like progressive and is into art. And he also has like a really nice vulnerable side where he isn't okay with some things in his life or he has had struggles before. I really like somebody who can speak openly about those things and can draw from those experiences um, and talk about it. And so I was really, really interested in him at first, yeah. Did he just cut it off suddenly? We also don't have to talk about that. Oh, you know, no. Um, I didn't celebrate his birthday enough. <laughs> that was his dumb <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> um, that was his reason. Yeah. He had left town, and I don't know, a day or two before he had left town, we had been to this birthday party, and it was like sort of a disaster like we were really late to the birthday party and like neither of us really wanted to go but and he had been on a long bike ride and I kept telling him he didn't have to but he was like yes I will do it and then we were late and then like we had I was just like really mad about it um and I think we were also just sort of like frustrated in our relationship because Grad school had made me really busy, and I think, like, overall, we just were not working out. Like, I, we were just on different wavelengths emotionally. Like, we just needed different things. Um, and what he needed, I could not give. And so we were in this, you know, like, frustrated point. And so, like, I remember waking up at, like, 6 a.m. or whatever it was that I had to, whenever it was that I had to get up. And he talked to me, and he was like, do you think this is working out? And I was like... Ooh, I think that we have a lot to work on for sure. And he goes, well, I don't think it's working out. <laughs> you know, like nicely, it's 6 a.m. Lee. <laughs> and so uh, I was kind of like, okay, well, I gotta go to work. And so I went to work and I felt crappy and he went out of town and we didn't really talk much. And then I came back and I kind of thought like, okay, well, maybe I'll go over and we'll talk about it. And, you know, cause I was like kind of willing to be like, this, I think these are our problems and they're just like, communication problems and the way we sort of like we need to sort of get on the same page as far as what we need to go forward because it's been five months and he didn't want to be together anymore and I could understand that he was like it's because of my birthday and I was sort of like what do you mean he goes, well you went to your friend's graduation party and it was the weekend of my birthday and I remember that he didn't like my gift which was a pretty thoughtful gift. <laughs> it was okay. I mean, I felt kind of weird giving him a gift because he said no clothes. So I couldn't he give him, gifts, like, he had gift socks or anything. Specifications. He, did, he had very specific gift specifications. He also kind of had expensive tastes. And, I mean, I felt like it was kind of early. Like, it was about four months in. And so I got him, like, kind of just jokey things, like between us so I got him like at his house they have this huge record collection that's just sort of silly but also like awesome and so I got him a Dolly Parton record that they didn't have that would have fit right in with the record collection and some sriracha popcorn because he tried to make sriracha popcorn once like it was really gross <laughs> did so, it get gloopy I, yeah it was it was nasty <laughs> so I got him like some commercial sriracha I got him a bunch of it and he didn't like it and I got him like some buttons with crude sayings on them that I thought were really funny and you know everything kind of had a story but you know it wasn't like a fancy like cohesive gift and I I went to his birthday party that he shared with a friend 
and then I gave him his gift like the day after because I had forgotten to bring the gift with me. So again, like I'm spacey grad student and I wasn't like on top of my stuff, but um, he really felt like I had really been negligent of his birthday. And I said like, do you mean that, you know, I need to be more attentive to you and um, your needs and your feelings? And he goes, no, it's the birthday. <laughs> I said a lot of store and birthdays. And I said, okay. Um, I hoped that that's not what he told his friends, but <laughs> like, that's what he said. So I was kind of like, um, I'm really sorry that I didn't celebrate your birthday. I was really pissed. I also told him he sucked. Uh, <laughs> And I keep burping, so. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the end of that. Hey, I'm gonna jump in here and tell you guys more about the WFMU marathon. It's going on this week and last week. There's actually a whole episode where you're just gonna hear me embarrassingly bragging about the show and myself, and then falling into some weird, deep, insecure stuff. Just like I don't know. Listen, it'll be fine. So. If you donate to YOY, I'm going to find a time to thank you live on the radio. Hopefully it'll be this Wednesday, the 18th at 7 p.m. with my grandma on the line and a special guest in the studio. And uh, if not, I'll still find a chance on a future show. The marathon officially ends this Sunday, so do it before then so I can meet my goals. Any amount makes a difference and shows the number of new listeners a show like mine can bring into the station. But if you donate at the $75 level, we have a YOY button set for you. Yes, not one but two buttons that just say Grandma Phyllis. A quiz no, quiz yes button. A say yes to the party button. All aboard the SS female button. All little aphorisms to pin your cardigan closed and show your support for the show. I have pictures of them up on the website. And to donate, just visit wfmu.org slash marathon, or just the homepage should have all the, click on the cow or something, it'll work. And be sure to indicate that you're pledging to YOY. Thanks. Now back to Brooklyn. Sergey and Mike explain the story of the next time they dated the same girl. Hey Mike, what do you got going on this weekend? Not much. Might have a date with a Tinder poetess <laughs> tomorrow, but that's it. You? Uh, and this is, this is, uh, the first part of this is all caps. Um, the second part is not. LOL! I went on a date with a Tinder poetess. What's her name? Uh, her name, what did I say her name? And uh, she has this color hair. Uh, dude. Fuck. <laughs> How is this even possible? I guess we're in the same demographic. Maybe our jo- maybe our jokes are similar. Uh, she's like friends with uh, name of mutual friend and and a few other people, right? Uh, yep. Uh, whatever. Is she cool? Okay. Kind of annoying. Drinks kind of a lot. Her house smells weird. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Just my type. And then I made some sort of weird long acronym joke that was must have been the takeoff on YOLO that I'm not gonna even read for you because it's so dumb. So weird, this happened again? Yeah, it's a, it's a similar thing. I met somebody on Tinder, and I think this was a much more protracted thing. Um, it wasn't like, let's get a drink immediately. It was, I feel like it was a lot of back and forth. She was also a writer. And I was more into her, I think, than the first person. Like, the, I, I think I'd been on a bunch more dates since then, and I was less just sort of like, I'll just do whatever. Uh, and I was excited. I don't know, I thought it was going to be fun. And, and then I'm, we went to this really, I forget the name of the bar. It was somewhere in Williamsburg. Uh, it's like really shitty bar, like basically under the BQE. And it was really fun, but I don't know. Again, I think something strange happened at the end. I don't really know. But What do you mean? Well, she got really drunk and I got really drunk. And then I remember walking uh, and I think I probably could have gone home with her. But one, I just was like, I don't really feel like it. And then there was just like... I think I misunderstood what she was saying. I think she was literally asking me if I wanted to like come over and I thought she was saying something else. And I was like, oh, I think I just got to go. And then I went to that shitty diner outside the Metropolitan Lorimer stop. Uh, I remember sitting in there like eating, being like at like 2.30 at night, being like, God damn it. <laughs> so if you had heard her clearly inviting you back, you would have been like, yes, please. I think so. Yeah, I, I was into it. I don't know. She's kind of a... 
jerk, um, which is good for me. So, <laughs> but yeah. How so? She had very strong opinions about poetry and writing that weren't really like I know if she would read some of my writing, she would probably hate it, which I thought was funny. And her actually hers is, she's actually a pretty good writer, but yeah. Um, so <laughs> wait, what did you order at the diner? Um, I think I or I did like a Walter White Breaking Bad. Like I just ordered like a smiley face with bacon and I like turned it into a frown. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me about your date with mutual friends. Okay. I, th- I think we've just like been chatting for, for, I think, I think less than a day and which, which was like, I think a Sunday or Monday. And the next day I was, I was supposed to go to this publishing industry event, which is, which is like the Sioux reception in, in Dumbo, which, which is notorious for just a lot of free drinks, uh, and they usually have like some, somebody famous hosting. Uh, like that year was Carrie Brownstein, and so Mike, 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 correct in in saying that like poets don't really have these things. Yeah, there's no money involved. There's like not that there's any that much money involved in like regular publishing, but there's no publishers willing to front like the bill for like drinks and, and an event space really. Um, and there's no, po- there's no celebrities that would really show up for like an event celebrating poetry. Yeah. You might get like, like Billy Collins if you comp him a hotel room or something. Okay. So, so I think by it was, so it's was, it was like kind of a glamorous event. Uh, like, you know, the celebrities there's, it's, it's a really nice place. Uh, there's booze flowing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to invite this girl from Tinder. And she was like, okay, sure. Whatever. And, and then we went, and uh, it was fine. Um, I mean, it was it was kind of an like an odd first date because well, the first part of it because like instead of you know just sitting down somewhere to to have have a drink, whatever you're like standing um, in the middle, uh, kind of in the middle of a crowd. People are sort of mingling, and uh, eventually, you know, you're listening to to speeches and readings, what have you. So. Um, so that so that was a little different, um, and then I think we went like afterwards we went to the bar in Dumbo and then, like took a cab to a bar in Williamsburg and so kind of like made a night of it, and we're also probably pretty drunk, um, so this is this is a running theme, um, and yeah it was fun it was it was fun yeah I think she could uh, she could drink a lot like I feel like she was yeah. like we did a lot of shots and I think she was, I was drunker than she was probably. I can't, I can't, I don't remember, but, uh, I was very impressed. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we, we did, did shots, but, but they had free cocktails at the, at the reception. So, you know, free cocktails go, go rather quickly. So, yeah. And then what? Then we went to her house. Uh, I read some of her poems. Uh, she played a ukulele at one point. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad I didn't go over. Uh, it vindicates my decision or my confusion. No, it was fine. It was it was totally fine. Um, but did you um, you know make out and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as one does when going home with somebody. Didn't didn't you say her? Am I confusing her with somebody else? But I feel like you, the story was that her apartment smelled strange. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that is that is in fact true. What did it smell like? I. I I, f- I feel like it, it was just weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I was. I wasn't there. The word I was told was eggs. <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You didn't go back to her apartment. But I remember. I specifically remember you texting me about this, um, and I can't remember. But it was like a. It was like a classic, classic bad smell. Yeah. Uh, it was it was not a great smelly apartment, but but possibly through no fault of her own. Yeah. Likely, yeah. I mean, she generally seemed like a very cool person. I will say, the other per- the the first date lady was also very nice, but much much more boring and less like somebody would actually, you know, want to date. Uh, her being like, I, th- I think you you kind of mentioned this uh, kind of like a little bit abrasive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, not a terrible way. No. But- yeah, in a good way. I don't know. As we heard before, Abby and Jen have been on a lot of identical dates. And uh, now we're going to hear the third time that happened. The guys before were B and C, and now we're up to Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. Talking about guy A. I met A on OkCupid, and 
I thought he was really attractive, and he's like, he does like audio engineering, and he's like really into music, and so I was just like, this dude's cool. So we met up at um, the beat kitchen and had a drink, and then we went to the Hungry Brain, which is no more, and so sad. I thought he was really hot, and I thought he, I and mean, he was my age, I might add, because that comes into play later. So we went, we had a really nice time, and like, he was, I think he kind of has these, you know, standard things that he throws out to impress girls, and it was like, it was working. <laughs> like <laughs> he what? Did, he did sound for Aretha Franklin. And oh, right, that's her, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you, you know did? that one. <laughs> and, and who's that guy who was in the movie PCU, George, what? And he has all the dreads and, like, the crazy band. I'm really oh, bad at cultural um, references. George Clinton. George Clinton. Yeah. Did he talk to you about the George Clinton show? He might have. Oh yeah. I don't know. He just released a memoir with a really funny name. <laughs> um, Who George Clinton? Yeah. Oh okay. I can't remember right now. Otherwise, I would tell you. But um, um, yeah. So we like we had a really nice time, and then um, I was like, "Well, do you want to come over?" <laughs> and so like he we he came over to your house. He came over to my house. Yeah. And um, that was cool. <laughs> and, then, and then and then he left. So he stayed. He stayed. Yes. <laughs> we are adults, and he stayed over. You need to tie your shoe. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> um, yeah. And so then he he has like a really crazy schedule, and so we texted a bit afterwards. But I was like, I was really interested in like hanging out with him again. Um, and we texted back and forth a little bit, and then he kind of just became pretty unavailable. And we kind of made plans, and then they just sort of, I don't know, we just sort of, it's when things just sort of like fall apart. Um, and I was just sort of kind of bummed out about it, because that's, that's the only like legitimate one night stand I've ever had. Whereas, I mean, I don't usually, I don't usually like sleep with dudes on first dates either, and usually it's like, I don't know, I just was like, ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> Abby also met Guy A on OkCupid. Remember Abby? What's up, hot dog? This section is going to transition into a nice, thoughtful reflection about what all this means. Like, in my memory, when I think back on him, I have a distinct impression that he lied to me about his age. But that's probably, like, maybe kind of a false memory. I, I don't know. I just remember being very shocked by his age on our date. And not that he was that much younger than me. I was 27 and he was 24. But he was within the age range that I had decided was undateable for me because I was in grad school and I was starting to teach and my students were between the ages of 18 and 24. And so 24 just, and he had gone to the same school that I was teaching at. And I've actually had a nightmare about going to a party and my students are there. And so I know that this is just something that emotionally, psychologically for me is off limits. Like no, no sleeping with students, no any of that. Kind. I like, I want to keep it very professional, especially at that time, just starting out. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So, um, he was 24 and he had just gotten out of college, which was just so stinking obvious to me. <laughs> uh, and I just remember being very, turn off by him as soon as we got on the date. So I don't know if he had started saying that he was a year or two older or if I just thought he was because he's very charismatic. He has a great personality. He has like an on-point sense of humor, but he's not over the top with it. Like he just can roll along in conversation and he's very, very smart. So he's, he's like, you know, like, um, another coworker and I talked about, like, this trifecta of, attra of attractiveness that you have <laughs> to have. Um, and, like, it's very rare when people hit all three, but the three points are, like, physical attractiveness, um, personality, which is also, like, your sense of humor and your intelligence, um, as well as your sense of style. But uh, I think that A has such great personality yeah. um, and he is physically attractive he, and he he's knows very attractive. it he knows it and he just like he's a little shit yeah he is <laughs> I, I, mean, I feel that's like... what i thought of him the entire time yeah. i was going out with him like you little shit i like, felt like a 
gross teacher student thing happened. In hindsight, I feel like he's a little shit. But at the time, I was just like, I was, I don't know. I also tend to, I also tend to date jerks and like guys that like have kind of an assholey quality to them. Mm. You know, they're like not nice all the time. Because <laughs> mm. I don't know. Being like a badass is attractive, but then I know that that's not. A is not a badass. No, 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 no. not that he's a badass, but just that like he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> Cause he kind of like yeah. just did like the fade out, you know. It's just like. Yeah, that's a jerky move. I thought I just thought he was a little shit because I just felt so much older than him on a lot of levels. I was 27. He was 24. He told me that like first thing on our date, we went to some bar and ate popcorn, and I think we got a drink. Um, then we went to see the Lincoln Park Christmas lights at the zoo. And he had a flask of whiskey and we were <laughs> drinking whiskey like among these families. <laughs> and I think at some point like I f I know what point it was that I started to feel inappropriate. It was when we were in the like the gorilla cage or whatever because like Gorillas at night are just the saddest thing. Like they, they're in their cage, you know, and they just turn their backs to you and they lay down, and they, their butts are there. <laughs> they just, it's just the saddest thing. They're like, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm going to sleep, you know. And I think I turned to him and I was like, this is making me sad. And we're drinking, and there are all these kids around, and so. We had to go someplace else. I mean, we finished that flask, but <laughs> we had to go someplace else. And I think uh, we were way up north, like in Lakeview, because I think that's where he lived. And I had no idea where I was. Uh, I hadn't been in Chicago that long. I didn't know the buses very well. It was December. So we went to some other bar close to where he lived and close to where the lady in red was. and that gangster guy got shot. <laughs> um, uh, we went to some bar and uh, drank more whiskey. And I just remember thinking, like, he's too young. I don't like his whole thing that he has going on because, I don't know. <laughs> he just, he was fun and funny, but he just seemed like a little shit to me. And so I remember it was really late. It was cold. I didn't know where I was going. So I, I stayed at his house. And I like was getting ready to sleep on the couch, but like again, like his immaturity was showing, and like he just had that like college like filth. You know what I'm talking like with his, with his apartment, with his apartment, with with the way he dressed. Like he was kind of gross, like college gross too. Like his gross t-shirts and his jeans that were a little like baggy and all worn. And he's and also I like touring a lot, and he's just like. Kind of. Well, he dresses, you yeah. know how he dresses, yeah. but I was not into it. Yeah. <laughs> he looked dirty, and <laughs> um, he put too much gel in his hair, and I was like, this is not 2002, dude. Um, <laughs> and so his hair was dirty <laughs> because of the gel. And you know what I'm talking about, like dirty gel hair? Yeah, <laughs> His his furniture had like that residual college filth on it, just sort of like years of not cleaning and being dirty. And he had like the requisite like college kind of apartment that was dirty and probably full of dudes that I didn't even see. And so I slept in his bed, which was like the sheets were just like threadbare <laughs> and like I I remember that I did not I was not interested in him and I am a person who believes that you can sleep in the same bed with somebody and not have to sleep with them not even have to kiss them um, you don't even have to cuddle them you don't have to do anything you can go to sleep and that's what I was trying to do and he just like crouched like on top of me and like next to me like all night was just like ready and I was like junior go home <laughs> like, oh wait <laughs> you're already home just leave me alone um but he just he kind of wouldn't and I was really pissed off the next day he offered me a ride home because he had to work the next morning uh, we got in his car. It was full of cans. <laughs> it was full of cans, like soda cans and cigarettes. They like fell out of the door when I opened the door. I've just shoveled them from the passenger side into the 
into the back seat, like the, the cloud shoveler on the Care Bears, but it was like cans and cigarettes, you know? Like, just shoveling them back there. I picked up the ones that fell out and put them in there too. And uh, we drove and listened to pop punk, because that's what we originally connected over. Um, and I made him drop me off at a coffee shop because I didn't want him to know where I lived. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, this is kind of in my neighborhood. This is good enough. <laughs> uh, and he was like, are you sure I can take you home? And I said, no, this is, I need some coffee right now. So it's totally fine. And as soon as he drove away, I ran home. <laughs> I, I slowly walked home. I was ashamed of myself. <laughs> like it was a self walk of sh like a self shame walk of shame or something. I just remember being really pissed off, and he I, he probably tried to contact me, and I just was not interested. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that I didn't even do that thing. Maybe I did do that thing where you were like, yeah, yeah, let's hang out, but then you never solidify the plans because you really don't want to. I don't. I don't remember. I just remember knowing that I did not ever want to hang out with him again. Um, so you guys disagreed on that guy? Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of feel like we had... He's my Facebook friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think now I wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't be interested in someone like that. But I also, like, I didn't see his apartment. I didn't see his car. You know, I didn't... I had a completely different experience. And he is attractive and he's really smooth, so, like, that's... I was blinded by that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. Whatever. Shitty dudes. <laughs> yeah. I was just feeling old. I think, like, my sense of self was changing at the time, yeah. and he didn't fit into that sense of self at all. And I thought that he and I could be really great friends, but um, as far as being romantic, I just didn't think it was possible because I wanted somebody who was more grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, like, as far as romantic people, like, he didn't have the accoutrement. Like, the other people had, like, all of the things that make it seem like a relationship could work because they're sort of, like, striving to be a cleanly adult. <laughs> um, and, and to just, you know, sort of, like, make it a comfortable environment and, um, you know, they were working towards something. And I don't know. I, it just... He doesn't match that at all. I mean, he and I could be friends. I could be friends with anybody, but almost anybody. <laughs> Not just anybody, but I could be friends with a lot of people because you want your friends to enrich your life and you want them to be a little different than you are and you want them to be funny and... You can enjoy okay. lots of different people. Yeah, even if yeah. But, like, somebody who you're in a relationship with, you don't, I don't want to differ from them too much. And we have to meet at some point. We have to match at some point, you know. Um, Do you and guys, if that's not happening, you know, then it's not going to work. Yeah. Do you guys feel like what you value in each other as friends is something that you're looking for when you're dating in a partner? Yeah, I think so. I mean... I don't know, I need someone, and I, like, we're both in agreement on, we make each other laugh, like, constantly, and that's, like, become a really, that's, like, a really important thing. I just really want somebody who wants to, like, just say yes, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I really, like, when I think of, like, sparking with somebody, I really think of somebody who's, like, this is what I have going on with my life, and I'm excited about that, and I, they're excited about what I have going on in my life, and we kind of want to work together to like help each other and also work together on things that we have in common. And that's the only way I see things working out, really, is yeah. if we can both be really enthusiastic about each other, um, which is what you can experience in friendship, but like, I'm not going to go home with you every day. <laughs> I mean, we do talk when we're at home. <laughs> I think that, like... More than anything, I do look for friendship with guys first and foremost, and I'll only go out with somebody if I really think that we can be friends. The interesting th thing about about t Tinder, I thought, is is that um, it's it's really a creature of marketing because 
you know, so, so somehow the people over there got this word out that it's like, oh, it's a hookup app. It's a hookup app, which which it's really not because, you know, women are women and they're not dumb. <laughs> and so for mo- most people, it's it's actually just just a regular dating app. But so I read that that in, in a sense, uh, just because just because the profiles are so limited and, you know, you only have you only have the few pictures and and the little box of text to to fill out, then then the, the kind of curation of it becomes like a profile in and of itself and so people kind of pick out cues from like what's in the background of the picture or like what's where it's set or or who they're with and and that kind of like of itself communicates like who they who they are and and that that's also not ineffective just like you know yeah like i travel here's a photo of me at the top of a waterfall i like the outdoors here i am in a canoe right or you know at an art museum or i'm taking a selfie in a shitty car so you guys both eventually found girlfriends through online dating what made them what what made her different (laughs) (laughs) like is she just like more beautiful than any other girl you've ever met like is she like the best at sex you've ever known She just like super smart, like everything she says just like blows you away. And is she like funnier than you? Yeah, the last one is definitely true. Yeah. Uh, I, Jerry's out on all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that, that, that my girlfriend is in fact smarter uh, than me, possibly funnier as well. But like what made it break from the usual like routine of do you have any brothers and sisters? Let's get drunk and go home together. Like, what made her stand out? I don't know because because that was actually what the first date was. But I, th- I think over time it was it was sort of more like, oh, this is actually a thing. So. Um, I was on your radio show, so I feel like after that, I just kind of felt kind of like locked in. <laughs> Didn't really know how to get out of it, and uh, here I am. Because <laughs> you know that if you break up with me, I'll ruin you. So yeah, I'm, that's fun. I'm terrified of what happens. God forbid if this ever ends. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you've moved on from podcasts and have taken a vow of silence or something by that point, and are just a nun. <laughs> For episode number seventy-five, it's the Mike sucks and I'll hate him forever show. <laughs> Like, it's weird because I've gone out with some other guys recently and I've seen their ex-girlfriends and again, like, the brown hair, the bangs, the brown, the big brown eyes, and, like, the sense of style, like, it's all there. Like, there, I am a type, you know, like, Jen and I are a type of girl and there are a lot of them apparently in Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I look at their ex-girlfriends and I'm like, you're a badass. Like, we should probably be friends. Like, I don't know so much about this guy. Even though I watch, like, I've watched <laughs> dating shows since high school. Like, and my favorite one was, I don't know if you ever watched WGN back in the day, but they had that one called The Fifth Wheel. <laughs> it was on after the news at noon. Um, and there were, and it's like, I've seen that. Four show. girls and one guy. And it's always four girls and one guy, I think. And they're like competing for this dude and they're wearing slutty outfits and they always hang out in a hot tub and they're drinking a lot. <laughs> and it's super sleazy. And it was in 2003. I remember this very clearly. Um, <laughs> like the girls actually hated the guy so much that the two finalist girls were like, fuck it, let's go get a drink together. And they just took off into the sunset and left the guy. He didn't even get to make his choice. They didn't even want to hear it, you nice. know? And I guess, like, it might be a common fiction plot. I don't know. I think it kind of is in, like, a Julia Roberts kind of way. But I think um, it's a plot that I really like because I think it's viable, you know, to to how I want to be as a person. Like, I don't want to be like condescending to other girls and jealous, you know. Um, I I just want to appreciate people, and I think that friendships are going to take you 
pretty far, even if you don't have a romantic relationship. You're going to learn about yourself through friendships, too. So, true. All right, that's it for the show. Thank you to my interviewer, Maya Goldberg Safir in Chicago. She did a great job. And you can actually hear her project, Babysitter Dispatch, on display at thirdcoastfestival.org. And it's also on the ReSound podcast this week. I love that show. Subscribe. Thank you to my intern, Erin and Hopkins, as always. And special thanks also to Hollywood for offering your questions in this episode. You can hear Holly on this week's Not All Women podcast. Just subscribe to the Not All Women podcast. And she kind of took over this episode and interviewed a woman about women and technology. Thank you all for supporting YOY. I have some exciting projects in the works, and your support will make them possible. Thank you, and have a great week.